0: The man with the broken face came to me. He held a plate, simple blue-patterned bone china, with immaculately made eggs florentine. The man, the man with the broken face, he tried to smile to no avail. A razor-blade tongue darted out from equally sharp and crooked teeth to lick thin pale lips. His eyes had a spiteful jealousy in them as he watched me light a cigarette. He sat down next to me and with a carefully polite and deliberate motion, asked for one. I fished one out of my pack and gingerly handed it to him. He held it like a baby, as he suspiciously eyed it. He then motioned for a light, which I gave him, with a half-kind smile one would reserve for a pet, or a child, or a cripple. We smoked in relative silence as time seemingly passed, with an unbearable thickness, and his food grew cold. He stubbed out his cigarette shortly after me in the glass ashtray between us. The man, the man with the broken face, then began to crudely shovel his cold breakfast into his mouth as I offered up a silent, thankful prayer. He had not ordered oatmeal. When he was done, the man stood up and found his wallet in his back pants pocket. He rummaged through it angrily and found a crippled, faded ten-dollar bill. He threw it down contemptuously, At the manicured countertop, he tried to smile again as I tried not to cry. As the man, the man with the broken face, walked out of the diner and threw himself into traffic like he'd thrown down the dollar bill. I think he thought I was some kind of angel. Timelessness They say cold hands, warm heart. They've never felt her cold hands wrapped vice tight around my neck. They don't wake up from blacking out with a morphine pump installed in that artery in your leg. I'm no doctor, but that and the Viagra she says she's been slipping me can't be healthy. I haven't seen her cat for days, and that started to worry me. She keeps me handcuffed to the bed. She tells me, in my drug hazes, that the dining room table just wouldn't be acceptable for this kind of thing. She has to eat off of it, for fuck's sake, she tells me. Every so often I tell her, slurred and numb-tongued, That I have to go to the bathroom. She tells me the bags I can't see are there for a reason. She starts to leave me presents. First, a bedside table, shiny steel with a swivel tray top, then a hermetically sealed pack, then an IV. Every time I hear a toilet flush, I worry about the cat. She checks the morphine pump and tells me it's Christmas. She tells me my present for her is to make her a lot of money on the back market. She might have said black market. She says my present is not having to grow old. I've never wanted to grow old. That was The Man with the Broken Face and Timelessness. My name is Doug, and this is Mr. Wright. Those two pieces, which are affectionately referred to as the MySpace pieces, because that's when I wrote them, were originally be part of Black Falls, which is another podcast and another novella that I'd written. This whole episode, named Puzzle Pieces, is about how sometimes, when you write things, they don't necessarily fit where you want them to, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. The Man with the Broken Face and Timelessness were, like I said, meant to be part of Black Falls. They were really short entries, and I was going to expound on them. I believe the Man with the Broken Face was going to keep coming back in Black Falls as a reoccurring character, and really... Once I figured out that at the beginning he has breakfast and at the end he throws himself in the traffic and dies. I didn't really want to expand on that as a character. I thought that was a very kind of beautiful arc within just a couple paragraphs. So that didn't fit in. And in terms of timelessness, obviously there's a man being going to be drugged and harvested. And once again, very beautiful beginnings. You have some of that conflict of meaning that I talked about last week or last episode that it's Christmas and that he's not going to grow old, but that means he's going to die, that's a conflict of meaning. It, it just didn't work. Timelessness didn't work in terms of what I wanted it to do for Black Falls. I thought maybe it would be a good way for John, um, sorry, Jim Ellis to die, um, but I liked that he would end up in a court scene, um, and that doesn't really give me a whole lot to go off on. I mean, I could have done Timelessness as his execution, but I'd already implied he was just going to be taken up back and shot like a mad dog. These two didn't fit, um, but I kept them because they are among my favorite kind of short pieces I've written, um, about these two really strange stray characters. They ended up just going up on, on several blogs, um, that I'd maintained or independent, um, literature websites at the time. And once again, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say a happy accident, but that these two didn't fit because they went somewhere else. They worked as self-contained stories. So, when you have a character that's just not coming out, or you have, you know, a character where you're going, I can't fit him in here, hang on to him, or her, or it. I don't know what you're writing. Hang on to them, because you may be able to use them later. Um, I think in another... I think next episode or the episode after, I'm going to talk about having an idea dump, which, in a very short version, because I'm going to be talking about it for an entire episode, is just a file where I keep stray ideas, stray lines of dialogue, character names, a motivation, stuff like that. And you'll hear me read a few of those on that episode. These were not necessarily kept in the idea dump because they were technically, I considered, fully formed, but I hung on to them because they always intrigued me as pieces because they didn't fit. There was nothing I really did with them past the initial writings and editing of it. I've always liked Timelessness. Um, There was another story I had written about a guy who gets abducted and and he's going to be harvested, and then um, it turns out there's a weird fetish aspect to it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I might read that one later. I don't know if that's actually on the list of stuff to read. My point is don't get frustrated if... You've got a puzzle piece that doesn't fit the actual puzzle. You know, it could be you're building a jigsaw puzzle of the kitty in the tree hanging in there, baby, or whatever the fuck that is. And it could be that you're trying to squeeze in something that's going to a thousand puzzle piece puzzle of a Monet reproduction. You don't know. Don't get frustrated. Don't get concerned walk away from it, or, you know, make your notes and then just, like I said, throw it into a file or go, well, this seems, like I did, these seemed fairly fully formed. I can't fit them into the puzzle that is Black Falls, but if I do a collection of extremely short stories, um, like I had planned to with the anthology collection called uh, Three Car Pile-Up, I might have stuck that in there and it would have fit. So don't get frustrated, don't get concerned, just set, set it to the side, set it in a different file, or, you know, walk away from the peace and take a shower or smoke a cigarette or, you know, go to a Starbucks and work on something else. Because, you know, part of, the, part of your brain and how it works is that when you're not actively thinking about it, you're passively thinking about it and trying to figure out how to make it work. And you might have a brainstorm about it two days ago and go, oh, you know, instead of having Jim Ellis taken around the back of a courthouse and being shot in Black Falls, maybe his next victim or a victim's sister or mother or whatever abducts him and does plays out the the piece timelessness. You know, maybe um, now that I'm writing more Black Falls pieces, I will start to include the man with the broken face as another character, ongoing character in the, you know, expanded universe of Black Falls. Though I don't think I will because I've got a character called the ugly man and that just kind of, yeah, doesn't really work. So that's all I want to say about these is it's okay if you can't make you know, A and B work together because sometimes A and C will work and B will work with S months, weeks, years down the line. You don't know. That's why I archive everything. And sometimes I'll look back at if I'm stuck on something where I'm missing a puzzle piece, I'll look back at my idea dump and go, oh, you know what? I've got this thing here and I can put it there or I can expand on that and make it work. So don't ever toss away a character, a a dialogue, a motivation, a scene, just because it won't fit in the piece you're working on currently. Now, in that, I tend to work on, I used to work on like three to four projects at a time. Um, So if I got frustrated by one, I would stop, go to the next one. And then if I got frustrated with that, go on to the next one or double back to the first one. And that would allow me the ability of time and distance away from the first puzzle, second puzzle. We'll keep going with that um, metaphor. And maybe a piece from part four would be the solution to the puzzle in, in, you know, the first one. I keep jumping from uh, numbers to letters, so I'm very sorry if that's confusing. I'll try to keep with the uh, letters. Puzzle B had a piece. I went to puzzle A and vice versa. Um, So it's always good to take a step back and, like I said, never get rid of anything. You never know when it could come back. These two pieces pretty much stayed backed up on a drive for probably years um, before I conceptualized this podcast and started it. and when I was brainstorming all of the episode or the you know, a, a big chunk of episodes and the themes I wanted to hit on each episode, I was looking through all the stuff I've written in, archived in The Idea Dump, archived in folders of unfinished ideas, of finished ideas, script ideas, TV ideas, stuff like that, and I found The Man with the Broken Face and Timelessness I went, that would be a really good piece to do about things that don't fit, that are oddly shaped and what to do with them or how to deal with them. So you see, years later, I found the puzzle to put that in, this podcast. So sometimes it takes years for that payoff, that Chekhov's gun, to go off in that third act. There's always hope, never despair, and I cannot say this enough, I know I've said it at least four times. Don't discard anything. Archive it in a folder, in a file, however you want to do it. In notebooks, you know, I have... A journal I keep by my bed. I've got notebooks full of ideas that are years old for huge sweeping epics that I will go through every once in a while and go, Oh, you know, I like that character. I never really did anything with him. Well, I'm going to put him in here because he works now, but he didn't work then. So never discard anything. Hoard. Hoard your ideas. They don't take up that much space, really, on a computer. Uh, Notebooks... Okay, you can start looking like John Doe's apartment in 7 after a while, so maybe digitize that if you start becoming a fire hazard in your own domicile. But other than that, don't get rid of anything. Oh my god, just hang on because, hang on to stuff because you never know when it's going to work. And that's the point, is when that lightning hits your brain and you're like, holy shit, this totally works now i'm glad i didn't give up on dot 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 like you know 2 years ago if i would just trashed the file with broken face and timelessness or man with the broken face and timelessness i would be reading two different pieces that may or may not have gotten my point across as well as these two pieces since they are in my brain permanently as these did not fit black falls these are two puzzle pieces that did not fit The then then current puzzle I was working on, these stand out to me as that, as the best examples, and if I had gone, you know, I'm not going to do anything with these, I'm just going to delete it, they're taking up space on my computer, which really don't take up that much space. I wouldn't have had them, and I would have had worse examples that might not have gotten my point across when you listen to this, or when I revisit it, um, looking for episode ideas. So in that, that's it. I've given you the advice. I've given you the examples. This is Mr. Wright. My name is Doug. Remember, you keep writing, they'll keep reading. Right on. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!